Welcome back to another episode of the Hoops Temple podcast. Uh, you all know me, Nathan Schwartz. And of course, joining me from New Zealand, Dylan Williamson. What up, what up? And joining us around the globe in Denmark, Nico Lassen. Good afternoon. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's going all right. It's going all right. You know, Denmark is making uh, great results in the European Championships, so um, I'm happy. Yep, going well. But I do just want to say that KD's not clutch, and when LeBron won the championship um, with no help, that really made him um, solidified him as better than Kevin Durant. He may not be the MVP of the Bulls, but he might be the MVP of bad takes this week. He's um knocked Kendrick Perkins off of like a um 84 straight week worst basketball take. I don't know. I think if you give me five minutes, I can find something dumber than Kendrick per- Kendrick Perkins. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> What's his take of the week? Chris Middleton, the best buck. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you see, Middleton's actually the star player, and Giannis is the sidekick. Is that dumber or smarter than Scottie Pippen's takes? I mean, there's actually a bit of truth to Scottie's takes uh, slightly in there. So uh, <laughs> that Perkins uh, tweet was just horrible. It's like he didn't watch Chris Middleton play other games. And yeah. I say this as a Chris Middleton fan. One of our early bits on this podcast was a Middleton versus Middleton, where I would bring the good things that Chris Middleton did, and Richard would bring whatever Kate Middleton had done, and we'd compare who had a better week. <laughs> but it's not better than Giannis. I, I was discussing um, uh, Middleton's performance uh, lately with a guy. Who said to him that um, Chris Middleton kind of is like a uh, hot pocket. You know, those pizza, pizza thingies. Yeah. We don't have them in Denmark, but I've seen them in in uh, American media. <laughs> so okay. you know, you know, uh, sometimes when you prepare a hot pocket and you let it sit, then you think it's cold on the outside. So that's that's Chris Middleton, usually cold on the outside. But then you, sometimes when you bite into it, it's really hot, and that's also Chris Middleton. Sometimes I actually understand exactly what you're saying here, like. <laughs> The game, not appealing, not that attractive, not that sexy. It looks mm. cold from the outside, and sometimes you bite into it, and it's, it's cold. And yeah. sometimes you bite into it, and like he has hot. he has a 20-point fourth quarter, and it's piping hot. Yep, <laughs> exactly. You, you, don't know, you don't always know what you're getting from, from that hot pocket, you know? Chris yeah. Hot Pocket Middleton. Yep. There's also a ceiling on hot pockets. You know that they're never going to be like that good. Yeah, they're not they're not a Italian pizza or... Probably more relevant our audience. They're not exactly New York pizza. Yeah, oh. but they're also you know they're they're consistent. Mm-hmm. They're you know stable, and mm. this is what happens when I have I don't have time to prep for a podcast because my basement flooded over the weekend, and yeah. So we're now gonna compare Bucks players to uh, other types of food. What does Drew Holiday remind you of? <laughs> <laughs> ah, hmm. I, I did one, so now you have to do one. <laughs> Sticking with a New York food theme, him, uh, if you're doing pizza, I'm going to call Drew Holiday a bagel. Because, like, you know, some people say bagels are just amazing. They overrate them. They overhype them up. But in reality, bagels have a very strong floor. They have a high, they have a ceiling. Like I, I'll throw some smoked salmon on there, put some capers, some nice cream cheese, and that's about as good as you can make a bagel. But, but they're never going to be worse than just just a regular bagel. 
they're never going to be all that great, but they're consistent and you can always count on them. You know what you're going to get. So that Drew Holiday's a bagel. Dylan, your turn. Pick a buck. <laughs> anyway, so Jordan Noir is... Um... <laughs> Did you have a follow-up buck or who are we leaving at Jordan Noir? <laughs> <laughs> who, had, who had a good game the other day besides Chris Middleton? There's always Lopez. Oh, yeah, Splash Mountain. Actually, Pat Coddington uh, provided a lot of hustle and a lot of heart at moments. Um, mm. he, he had a few loose ball. Well, or it, it just had the hustle plays. He dove, dove not quite out of bounds, but he, he was in a lot of places. He was being active. Uh, I, I thought they looked really good with him closing in the fourth, and that might have just been with the Trey Young ankle turn uh, mm. that everything kind of swung Milwaukee's way, but... Yeah, he was plus 25 in the game, which was the best of any player. Excellent. Yep. And that's why Pat Connaughton, I'm now nicknaming, which is in no way a comment on his ethnicity, White Rice. Because <laughs> it's incredibly plain, not very interesting, but it can fit with a lot of um, a lot of other players. Um, it can fit in a lot of situations. Just stable, plain. You don't want it as your main piece, but you surround it with some um, more interesting yeah. pieces. Yeah. can fit in there. Boom. We have three new nicknames to add to Basketball Reference, and I think that's about as productive as a podcast as we've ever had. Yeah, we've finally made a contribution to um, the NBA. How do you think you get them added to Basketball Reference? There must be some guy that just like scours the internet for the nicknames, right? Can we nickname Johnny's uh, uh, Mongolian Barbecue? I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know mongolian barbecue barbecue is great uh, you, you you can get all these great ingredients and there's a lot of them but then you're turning them in and you have to wait so long and it's kind of boring you know but then you get it and then it's good <laughs> you have to wait like 13 seconds yeah you're standing there counting one two yep. <laughs> three i'm not sure that one works quite as well as white rice but <laughs> Yep, shout yeah. out to White Rice Connaughton. Sorry, that's, that was a stretch. <laughs> or as Basketball Reference actually puts his nickname, Vanilla Thunder. Mm. I'm not sure that one's deserved. Mm. Don't we have a Vanilla Thunder already? I feel like we have one. Vanilla Thunder. Quick Google search. It's Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. He goes by Vanilla Thunder. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. I'm just sure we had some guy. Is he the, is he the tall guy? Yeah, he's... Uh, so that might actually be his basketball nickname. He's the the married one, or the one that um, him and Lily get married. Mm. Anyways, speaking of bad finishes, Bill Simmons had some um, comments. Do you want to tell us about them, Nico? Something you wanted to discuss? Um, oh, sorry, it was the perfect segue. All I know is that people didn't people didn't like the ending. Oh, was this his Olympic takes? Because Bill Simmons had an Olympic take of why doesn't why don't we take Dylan Brooks? And the reason why the U.S. doesn't take Dylan Brooks is because he's <laughs> And what? Uh, there was also KD tweeting about that, right? He was like, yeah. the Canadian Dylan Brooks. <laughs> and, and, and also the the uh, tweet he was referencing uh, also had his name spelled wrong. So yeah. Anyway, but Bill, Bill Simmons was 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 having some some hot takes about the uh, upcoming finals. Said that. This would be the the least fun NBA finals in NBA history because we don't have any like uh, we don't have LA we don't have Boston we don't have uh, you know all these uh, big big um, big teams. 
did he forget about the 2007 finals where it's uh, San Antonio versus Detroit and it mm. was the defensive battle of the ages? And because, yeah, aside from being the first time I won money betting on sports at age 15, um, that's pretty much uh, the dullest finals I've ever seen. I guess his point was just that big market teams is needed in the playoffs to make it interesting. Um, I strongly disagree, but... Yeah, I mean, as much as you would want, like, a path to the finals where, like, all of the guys were healthy and it's not just like, okay, this series is decided by whose best player is healthy and then Trey Young stands on a referee and Kawhi um, injures his leg. It's like, well, there we go. On to the next round. Milwaukee Phoenix, which is what we're going to get. That's actually kind of a kind of a pretty cool matchup. Giannis versus CP3. One of them's going to get a championship. Can you imagine all of the like narrative flipping if Milwaukee wins the championship this year? Mm. Like Giannis isn't good enough to be the best player on a championship team. Um, Budenholzer's basically already fired. And then if they just like go out and win the championship. Yeah, can you really fire him after that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> they, still why... sh- they still should. Well, you're hearing that's why uh, Rick Carlisle signed with Indiana. Is mm. He was holding out for the Bucks job. And then when they beat the Nets in advance, he's like, ah, that's there. You're not firing Bud now. Mm. But in terms of making a fun series, as much as I'm, 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 I've been hating on, on the Bucks this season, Giannis is just as fun as any player in the league. He's just dunking on people and, and he's a fun player to watch. Uh, and the addition of uh, Drew Holiday and, and Chris Middleton also just playing out of his mind at the moment. Yeah, White Rice coming off the bench, providing some hustle. Mm. I actually love seeing Brooke Lopez block someone. I don't know why. It just it doesn't feel like he should be able to. So whenever he does, I'm kind of like, oh, Brooke Lopez is good at that. He had kind of a weird career arc, right? When he was like post-up yeah. offensive all-star and then signs for $3 million because he's, you know, that's a totally useless skill set in the modern NBA and then becomes just like 3 and D yeah. elite defensive stopper and bomber. I heard a few guys mentioning that they were very surprised that he was actually the uh, uh, Nets like franchise record uh, in, in points per game or points in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always mad that he left the Lakers because um, we had him for, for one season and oh. it's, it's when he declined. You see mm-hmm. the drop off like he averaged 20 points per game three out of the four previous years goes from 20 dropping down to 13. Um, but it's also the second season where you start seeing the three pointer develop. He, uh, he shoots four game 35 ish percent. Uh, and then the next year we get LeBron and I was screaming. I was like, we got to keep this big. He can shoot threes. Like he'll space the floor for LeBron. And then they're like, nah, let's get JaVale McGee. And, or no. Yeah. JaVale and Tyson Chandler. I'm like, what? Why? Why? We have, we have Brooke, and he's kind of, he's developing for the modern age. He's protecting the rim, and he's shooting threes. And isn't that all you want from a center right now? Absolutely. And as much as Budenholzer gets fairly criticized for some of his um, unwillingness to adjust and, you know, doing weird lineup things and not playing the right guys and not switching and at appropriate times, that sort of thing. Developing a system where, like, Brooke Lopez can be, you know, by some statistical measures, one of the most impactful defensive players in the league after he spent most of his career as, like, below replacement level defender. That's um one mark in the don't fire Bud column that the championship might just overwrite. Bud's always kind of found a way to get a lot out of players. It's just 
he hasn't found ways to make tactical matchup decisions when he gets into the playoffs. I guess coming out of Game 3 of Atlanta and Milwaukee, you've got the Trey Young injury. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich has already been slowed down with an injury. Bucks were heavy favorites in the beginning. How Are we ready to just call Atlanta dead or... Not entirely, I think. The big worry, I think, in Atlanta is that Trey didn't look um, that great after his, um, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, slipped and, and his ankle kind of didn't look good after that. So that's a big question mark. If Trey is not 100%, then Hawks is not getting by Bucks. Um, I don't know what that ref was. Like, that ref just didn't move. Yeah. Like, I would think that you'd want to, like, sidestep or even... You know, I mean, Trey backed up onto him, but Trey shot and then took a step backwards. Like, why don't why don't you step back as the ref, or why don't you step to the side so that way you have a clearer angle? I just don't understand how you, as a ref, don't move and just let a player step on top of you. Yeah, I mean, are they like they probably have like pre like programs into their mind like the exact area where they're supposed to stand and like when they're supposed to move from that area. Um, and then just, you know, I think he was focusing towards the basket at the time. So it's probably a little bit more of just like going through the motions. So with Trey potentially out and with the Clippers down 3-1. Actually, Dylan, do you uh, do you take any comfort being down 3-1 as a Clippers fan? Like at least you're not up 3-1 with the risk of blowing it. Is there any any sort of uh, good feelings? I mean, I'd rather be down 0-2 than 3-1. But what can you do? I mean, it's still, you know, it's, it's still progress you know we beat the teams that we were supposed to be and then coming into the series we i think were the underdogs given the um the, the status of the roster but yeah three blowing, blowing a 3-1 lead is rough maybe um chris paul can bring that magic and we can get through but yeah for sure i, mu- I much prefer down 0-2 than than down 3-1 any uh any hope of a comeback i mean kind of but not really i mean we still have like a positive point differential which just means that we're like losing a lot of close games so if you say like game two was like was it game three that was so bizarre and then that last game you know it's fairly close Demarcus Cousins could throw a free throw if Paul George could just hit more free throws or if anyone can just hit free throws in that game it was super close so if you know like some of those some of those plays start to swing the other way then you could you could see you know like individual games but you have to go three and oh to win it which is very tough so it's it's looking unlikely but at least now um we've, we've been to a conference final so that's 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 kind of cool we made progress we made it out of the second round for the first time farther than chris paul ever took you guys so yep. irony <laughs> it's it's looking like much anticipated phoenix milwaukee final nico if you were running the clippers would you be happy you know all injuries is uh, taken into consideration, do you be happy with how far your team made it, or would you be uh, trying to blow things up up in the off season? Mm, difficult call. I mean, without Kawhi in in the mix, um, I, I don't think you can expect this team to do much better than they're doing right now. And I'm a, I'm actually sitting here kind of like uh, I'm kind of impressed with the Clippers, to be honest. Uh, all those role players have just been stepping up. Um, Reggie Jackson, for example, have been awesome this playoff uh, run against um, the Suns. But blow it up. I don't know. I was actually thinking about 
what 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 if you uh, traded Paul George? Could you get anything positive in return? And it's actually really difficult to like get a better player than Paul George uh, without sacrificing a lot. Um, so if I were the owner or the general manager, I would definitely not blow it up because it's it's just diff- too difficult to get anything in return that makes sense in 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 this case. I mean, there are they are contender and they are built to contend. And I don't see any traits that could make them a bigger contender. So I guess you just run and run it back. Um, they have been looking great. They just need Kawhi back. Uh. Yeah, and, and to your point on PG, it's really hard to trade like a uh, All Star in his prime for like another All Star in his prime. Like normally, yeah. if you're swinging that sort of trade, um, the other team is blowing it up and want young players and picks. There's not a lot of just like I'll give you the you know the thirteenth best player in the league if you give me the twelfth best player in the league. You know that doesn't really happen. And you as as much as you know Kawhi is great. Maybe you say well you just trade PG you know for two good pieces instead of one great piece. You know you do still need a a high end number two option. Yeah. And so there's not really a lot of trade potential there. The one factor that will probably lead to not blowing it up is you kind of get saved by the injuries. If you're the Clippers management, you can be like yeah well we. Maybe we would have won the championship if we didn't get hurt, so let's just do the same thing again. Which sort of, um, in a way, parallels the Bucks situation where they kind of might get the opposite where, well, you know, they benefited from injuries and therefore they won't make big changes when they probably, probably should. They've developed a lot during the playoffs. Like Tai Lu, I think, has been showing up as a much more of a competent championship coach than I ever gave him credit for. Like he's been making a lot of um, adjustments uh, along the road in in this this year's playoff, uh, and that's great to see. Uh, we've seen seen a player like Terrence Mann show up and just be amazing. Reggie Jackson is a lot more consistent than he used to be. So so a lot of you know good things as well. Uh, I know they're not winning at the moment, but I think there's a lot of those like small question marks. Is Terrence Mann a good player and stuff like that? They've kind of kind of got they've got a lot of answers during this playoff, which is great. I have thought about like three potential trades. What you, <laughs> you got? Want them? Yeah. Here we go. Bust out that trade machine. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. You. I'll. I'll be Lawrence Frank. You. You be the um rival GM and and pitch me on a Paul George trade. Okay. 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 So I got two obvious trades that I kind of like. Of course. So you know Ben Simmons. Could you maybe get like Ben Simmons and and one or two, one or two good pieces from from 76ers for Paul George? He's that'd definitely solve our um fourth quarter playmaking needs by having a point guard who can't create. I would hate that trade as a Clipper. So yeah. <laughs> what if you could bring back Tobias Harris in that deal as well? So you give up yeah. PG and um, Reggie Jackson, and you get uh. Simmons and Tobias Harris. Yeah, R- Reggie Jackson's right. better than Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> True. I don't I mean, know how to respond to that right, right now because <laughs> I don't fully disagree. <laughs> yeah. It's just tough because even in that trade, you know, Ben Simmons is a great piece to have, but they're not improving at all. Uh, so the next trade would be Damian Lillard. I mean, it, it could make a lot of sense to get a guy like Damian Lillard alongside Kawhi. The question mm. is, do they have the pieces to include in such a trade? You know, Paul George, I don't think you can get Lillard directly for Paul George. Mm. 
but maybe if you have some sweetness as well, um, yeah. and maybe some money under the table from uh, Steve Ballmer or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, that could be interesting. The hard part is that if you're the Blazers and you're trading Damian Lillard, then like you're just blowing it up. Mm. Like you don't want to be a team centered around Paul George and CJ McCollum. Like that's just a mediocre playoff team. Mm. And so Damian Lillard would be, would be the perfect guy, but you've... I mean, maybe the, there has to be like a third team to get it to work, you know, someone that has some young players and picks that they would be willing to trade for an all-star, mm. former, in his own mind, MVP like Paul George. I'm trying to see if there's a way to work Boston into this because they got another trade exception, the Kemba deal. Mm. And if you can get both Dame and CJ to the Clippers for Paul George and then young pieces. Yeah. I mean that that's the only trade I could I could imagine that would improve the Clippers getting a top class uh, point guard. There's also still the big chance that Kawhi just walks away. And yeah. if Kawhi walks away, maybe at that point you do just want to pull the deal on a PG four picks package because Oh yeah, if, if Kawhi leaves then then you just take what you can get. And if you can get a Kawhi for picks package to replace what you gave up to Oklahoma for him. I don't think you're going to get three picks and three swaps at this point. So you're probably not going to match, but just something to backfill what you gave up. Uh, I could definitely see Portland trying to get in on that if they can piece together enough salaries to match Paul George's enormous almost $40 million without giving up Dame or CJ. He'd be like the perfect fit for them too. Even if, it was for, even if it was for CJ, if you can maybe move CJ to a third team mm-hmm. um, and bring in PG. Maybe you include philadelphia and send ben simmons to uh, portland for cj hmm. perfect that'd be interesting <laughs> philly gets gets cj uh philly gets cj and paul george the clippers get uh dame hmm. there, there's something we can work out here <laughs> yeah. i'll have it figured out before the end of the podcast <laughs> so, so that would be I, the improve the clippers of getting a trophy i actually don't hate this yeah, and that I'm sure you're on um you're on the trade machine right now. And one of the um um innovations that I love is how they have the most frequently traded players across the top. Let me guess. CJ, Paul George, and Ben Simmons are the are the top three. No, 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 no. Number one at the moment is um p- potentially disgruntled superstar Damian Lillard. Mm. Mm. All, all the writings uh, on on all these uh, social media groups and stuff like that, they always include the sentence "maybe disgruntled" or something like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nobody really knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it sounds good. <laughs> so we discussed this in the pre-pod, but we weren't going to talk too much about the Chauncey Billups. We've got three white men discussing a black man's possible rape allegations by a white woman. We're not qualified to have this other than to say that, you know, rape is really bad and you don't need any any of us to tell you that. We support victims. Uh, we understand a lot of rage coming out of, out of these sides. Um, this also happened when all of us were children and not following the case. Don't know a lot of what happened. Um, so we're going to leave it at that. But we do know that this has really upset Lillard and Lillard has been potentially very disgruntled um his first choice of coach also has actually they're they're not allegations i'm pretty sure or with kid they're just he he assaulted his wife so it's it's not been a great look in the portland coaching search 
Uh, and the deal's not been signed, so there is still a chance that maybe they back off Chauncey. I think it may have gone through. Mm, well, just, yeah, just uh, recently. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it went through today, and he signed a four-year deal. Yeah, five-year five deal with the team option. Five-year? Yep, so he's in there. Um, okay, well, then the deal is done. Uh, what he will be as a coach remains to be seen. Who he is as a person is kind of questionable. Uh What's a bigger question is who are the players going to be on his team that he's actually going to coach? Thank you for that transition. I needed that. <laughs> so if Lillard wants out, where could he go? And why is it Boston? Yeah, Boston did make the the probably the best coaching hire of this round. Whatever the op- opposite of controversial is, that's what that's what Boston went for and hired a, a smart guy with a great track record who, well, you know, not being the first black coach in Boston Celtics history is one of the few in the league so that's um you know a, a fantastic hire for that reason as well and and so yeah in, in your fake dame to boston trade trade ideas nate is is jalen brown still on the team mm, he is i was actually gonna give up tatum i am on the brown train mm. um i just uh, also if you're gonna get lillard i think you need a, a more impactful two-way player and i think brown is better defensively a little bit better off ball um i i recognize he is not as uh consistent of the scoring threat as tatum is but i think the brown lillard pairing or you know even if you go brown lillard smart as a a guard wing combo i think mm-hmm. that's really strong yeah and then, yeah tatum for lillard straight up yeah that is the classic 10th best guy for like 15th best guy Guy in prime versus guy with upside. Mm. I really don't like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the factors that Damian Lillard will be paid like $45 million when he's in his um, mid-30s. You know, also just like signing any player with the risk of not getting better in return for trading away Jason Tatum, I, I, that that would be too risky. And, and I'm sure every single Boston fan would fucking hate that. And, and could you imagine if Dame Lillard also busts in, in Celtics? <laughs> like they've had Kyrie, then Kemba, and, and if Dame also like just becomes becomes a bust. Oh. And Isaiah Thomas right before that. Mm, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, given like the age and as I was saying, the length of his contract, like if you trade for Dame, then you are going to get his final years where he's, you know, broken down Damian Lillard. Mm. All right. Maybe, maybe that's not quite the move there. Uh, the Twitter sphere has been ablaze with um, Jersey photoshoppings for Lillard. Uh, have any of them stuck out to you? Any uh, any color schemes that you really like to see him in? Um, how about KCP, Kuzma, THT, and a 2027 first round pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh. As much as I'd love to see Lillard. I don't think any team can beat that. I mean, Kuzma's got potential, right? Yeah, incredible package. Yeah, as long as they don't ask for Alex Caruso, I mean, we've got three untouchables, and it's Caruso, AD, and LeBron in that order. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they can figure something out if they, if both Lillard and LeBron wants to uh, team up. But I'm sure they can get much better package somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking a little bit about the, you know, there was a little bit of um, trade talk all the way back uh, when. Lillard was um, 
uh, thrown out of the playoffs. Um, I, I remember there was like a uh, he, he he made a tweet um, saying something. It was a quote or so, of some kind, like uh, something along the lines of uh, "When does hard work pay off?" or something. And, and there was a picture of of Jokic in that tweet. Um, and, and some Ooh. people was was actually um, you know drawing the conclusion that. He wants to play with Jokic, and and I could see that match really work out well. Um, but I guess that would mean uh, Jamal Murray would be traded, I guess. Um, but that's an instant upgrade. Yeah, and I mean Jamal Murray is maybe not quite enough of a return. But if you're Denver, like then, Jamal Murray and MPJ, like that's got to mm-hmm. be too much for Lillard, right? As great as he is, um, I mean that could work. <laughs> if Portland, if Portland called me and I'm Denver's general management i have to give that a lot of consideration uh especially with how hurt murray is and you don't want to isaiah thomas someone but also if you're being offered damian lillard for a guy that you don't know how he's gonna look he's got this acl tear and that probably actually scares portland away from that deal 24 year old 23 year old guard with acl tear is he ever going to be what he was questionable but i I think that is a a very fair and reasonable deal I don't know how this would work, but the trade I have in mind would actually send uh, Paul George to uh, Denver and Lillard to Denver. So, so if Paul George is getting traded, I would imagine that Clippers is actually trying to blow it up or, ex- or at least get some pieces for the future. And how about trading Paul George for Michael Porter Jr. and then send some kind of packets of Jamal Murray and whatever is necessary to get Damian Lillard. Yeah, if, if Kawhi leaves and we go into blow it up mode, I'm fine with Paul George for vegan Durant. That's that's the closest you're gonna get to Durant. So you sure you don't want anti-vax Durant and Kyle <laughs> Kuzma? Or actually, isn't Porter also anti-vax? We just <laughs> yeah, probably. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, discount knockoff. You know, there's <laughs> there's like, Kevin hey, Durant, you... and then there's anti-vax Durant, and then there's like discount anti-vax Durant. Yeah, it's like having the iPod and then having like the Zoom or Zoom or whatever that was. And then there's having the like, I don't even know what they're called, but it plays music. And if you hold it right, it won't shock you type of MP3 players. <laughs> that's yes. soon that's was like the soon was like the worst one. And, you know, between soon and and. And I thought there was the creative, uh, whatever they called that one. I remember having a Zoom that uh, its screen was broke uh, and it was stuck on shuffle. So you could eventually hear whatever songs you put on there. You just, it was just shuffle, so you just had to keep clicking next and hope it showed up. I mean, the struggles of playing music before you could stream music. Mm. Spotify was a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And there's our Spotify plug. We're also <laughs> now sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not spotify, saying we're for sale but um you know if, if spotify wants to make a multi-million dollar offer um we will hear offers yeah totally off topic so feel free to edit this out nate but while we're on streaming services or like um, some, something funny that i saw have you nico have you seen um apple music going releasing their um lossless um streaming service yeah at the same time, seeing the like marketing manager of of Apple go out on stage and saying that lossless doesn't matter, like that's great. Not, not only that, but um, there is almost no way for you to use their lossless service yeah. using any Apple device. 
I've actually been working on that as like a hi-fi guy. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to like get losses out of Apple Music, but it's actually just impossible. No matter what you do, they, they do some kind of like, um, uh, what's it called? Like upsampling and downsampling and all that stuff. Mm. But is it just funny that like, because they don't have um analog output and, you know, their, their AirPods are just using like basic Bluetooth that like mm. from your Apple phone, there's no way for you to actually get lossless audio. Yeah. Hmm. But if you figured out how to get lossless audio and you're listening to us in crystal clear sound, thank you. <laughs> but hopefully Spotify will be in uh, in uh, lossless soon. So then you can listen to us in crystal clear lossless audio. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. All right. Well, I knew we didn't have a ton of topics for this pod, so I prepared something. Maybe saying prepared is too much. I prepared to prepare something. You didn't prepare anything for this podcast, but now you're telling me you have prepared something. <laughs> I, I prepared to you prepare. slap something together. Yeah, I thought mm. of an idea that would be fun to do yeah. that I didn't fully work out. So we're going to work this thing out in real time. And this is a 2016 NBA redraft where I see, you know, maybe we don't make it through the whole first round. Maybe we just kind of go top 15. Um, but with the Simmons kind of drop off, I was listening to uh, Grace Ball Talk do it, and they were redebating the Luca Trey Young draft, which I feel like is still pretty set. We kind of know who those guys are, but we're now five years into these players' careers, and I think the 2016 draft is just a marvelous mess of things. So I thought it would be fun if we wanted to uh, to redraft, say, the top 15 guys. And remember, we will be drafting as the teams that made these picks. Mm. So this is not stri- strictly a best this player available. This will be a, you're in this position as this team. Uh, the Philly to Boston trade has occurred, or not Philly to Boston trade. Um, all all teams that are picking are are keeping their players. There's unless they were, um, unless the trades happened on the draft night. So like Sacramento picks at eight. They got Marquise Chris, but they did trade him to Phoenix. So that will be a Phoenix pick. You know, the, the one interesting wrinkle is that the second overall, the player who was the second overall pick was then traded for Anthony Davis. So, like, do we make this pick on behalf of New Orleans? No, no, no. We're making this still on behalf of LA because maybe we could have gotten Davis for less, if only. All right, then. In that case, the second overall pick kind of becomes weird because, like, are you just going to, like, create, like, a terrible Zion fit? Maybe. Because New Orleans probably still accepts it at the time. Yeah, I mean, you take whatever you can get. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the, the first who's the first overall pick and why is it Jalen Brown? Because he's the best player in this draft. Absolutely. That, I mean, that, that was going to be my hot take in, in doing this is with Ben Simmons falling apart, I would take Jalen Brown over Brandon Ingram, over Ben Simmons, and he would be my number one pick in a 2016 redraft. Um, with that being said, and with you um, trading Jason Tatum to create a two-man period of Brown and Lillard, do you think that smart nba fans who like you you kill fans jason tatum is the second best player in the celtics do you think there's a there's a chance that we're going too far on Jalen brown um i think there's always that chance i i think brown has shown me enough of what i need to know of him that i fully trust him as a number two and i think that's why i wanted to keep him not tatum because there there's always the theory that having two number ones is better than having two number twos or having a one and a two. But I, I do like a little bit of the dichotomy of having, we know it's Lillard's shot primarily, it's Lillard's offense primarily. And then Brown is going to do the dirty work and clean up everything. Um, 
I don't think I'm being too high on him when I say that. I, I'm not saying that I think Brown is going to jump and be a top 10 player in, in his career. I think he'll probably hang out in that 10 to 20, 10 to 25 range. So, so you think his, his most realistic outcome is basically just Paul George, but way cooler as a person? Yeah. And I think if Philadelphia had drafted him instead of Ben Simmons and had a, a Brown uh, and Bede pairing, that is defensively just as strong and has a lot more potency offensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're probably in the conference finals right now. They're probably bringing home an NBA championship right now. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Milwaukee and I, my cat's name is Giannis, like it, it is no secret I'm a Giannis fan, but I've not been overly impressed with what Milwaukee's doing. Uh, and I don't, I don't super trust Phoenix. So. All right, so with our, with our first overall pick in the redraft, we um, changed the entire fate of the 2021 um, NBA championship. Absolutely. So number two, and do you guys want to work together? Is this going to be a group project, or do we want to um, go in some sort of an order and make our picks and give our reasons? Do we want to pick against each other? <laughs> we, could, we could take turns if you want. I'm happy to go as a group if you want. Yeah. That's, that's one vote for group, one vote for uh, turns. Let's just go as a group. Fucking so. hippies. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I am taking Ben Simmons still. That that would be my call. How do you guys feel mm. about that? I'm very much in doubt. I, I don't know who it would pick. I, I mean, Brandon Ingram is kind of a better player, but so is Jamal Murray, and so is Demantis Sabonis. And if you want to go further, I mean, I'd kind of rather have Malcolm Brockton in, in Philly right now so I don't know where, where to put Ben Simmons at the moment, but I understand that his potential might be better than all those guys. But is that what you need? And if we go back to the Anthony Davis trade, do you think there's like a, a 10% chance that because Ben Simmons is like young king, clutch guy, that that trade doesn't go ahead and LeBron's like, all right, Ben Simmons is going to be like an MVP level player. He's going to be my number two and then he'll take the reins and I'll, I'll ride with Ben Simmons. I'm okay if that actually is how that goes down. And then you keep like you you keep Lonzo and um Hart. Yeah. Or you trade them for someone else. Oh my god, how bad how bad would that matchup match, match be like Ben Simmons and Lonzo <laughs> Ball on the same team? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, we'd also have uh Jordan Clarkson maybe at that point instead of picking uh Lonzo, we pick Tatum. Oh, yeah. You know. That would- Yep. Yeah, so, you're like, all right, we've got our point guard sorted. We don't need that. Yeah. Uh, maybe true. we keep D'Angelo Russell. I think that changes a lot of things uh, yep. in a lot of ways I like. And I'm still, I think we've gone almost too far on the Ben Simmons backlash. Like there was a time when people were saying he could be Magic Johnson. Is he going to be able to elevate and have this 15-year career as an all-NBA player? And okay, he might not be that. But I do think we need to step back and say he does a lot of things really well. And... You know, maybe we just haven't figured out how to use him right yet. He's been in a clunky situation, so I'm not willing to give up on all of his talent just yet. Mm. What What do you want to do, Nico? I don't know. Um, it's really difficult, actually. That's why I thought this would be a fun draft because, like, it's actually you've got a lot of quality players. Yeah, you do. Um, I think I might still roll with Brandon Ingram. <laughs> He's been doing great in in. New Orleans. All right, Dylan, you're the tiebreaker. It's really hard because I don't like either of them. Right. Are you going to split the vote and go with Demontis Sabonis? (laughs) (laughs) Who I also don't like. (laughs) 
go, go with Malcolm Brockton and let's get on with this. The rookie of the year. Tell him we need a decision. This is really tough. <laughs> Save on us. One hand, uh, on, on, on one hand, you've got like Brandon Ingram who can create his own shot and do basically nothing else. Used to be kind of good on defense, now sucks on defense. Can't really yep. create for his teammates. And then on the other hand, you've got Ben Simmons who's like anti Brandon Ingram. He's king. Um, distributing the full court offense and um, is one of the better defenders in the league, but also can't create for his teammates and can't create for himself. You know what? Just for the sake of like, you can fit this guy into more schemes. I'm gonna use my tie break and go for Brandon Ingram. Just because, like you said, Nate, there's you know that thought that Simmons could could be better if you get him in the right system, but like that right system is like two other guys who can create their own shot and four guys who can shoot including a center and so for the for the difficulty of fit i'll split the vote in um go for ingram who can probably fit into more more places even if he is um also an imperfect player yeah because right now ben, brandon ingram is like he can be the second best player on a good team ben simmons he can't be the second best player on offense at least uh on a good team he needs some good offense i don't know the Sixers are like a pretty good team a lot better than what the Pelicans are. But is he the second best player on offense? No, he's like their seventh best player. Yeah. So the slip has started. Simmons has fallen <laughs> two spots. Would you take him at number three for Boston? This is the Boston Celtics team with Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Al Horford, Smart, Linick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's where you stop the fall. Knowing what we know now... And I know I just argued for him going to LA. <laughs> but can I argue that we should take DeMontis Sabonis here? Get that uh, that passing, that fluidity. You got the high post offense between him and Horford. I think Horford, like like Boston Celtics Horford. Although he has, has re-become Boston Celtics Horford, but we'll see if he's that same Boston Celtics Horford. Um, I think he's a better fit for Simmons as a guy who like a five that can play with the ball so that Simmons can do like off-ball stuff, but he can also, you know, come mm. out to the elbow or out to the three-point line if he needs to. He's he's a good playmaker, so Simmons doesn't have to try to create everything in the half court. So I think he's actually a, a, a fairly decent fit with um, Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, and Al Horford. And Jason Tatum. Knowing how much Boston is struggling on but the point guard situation at the moment, I mean, I don't hate taking Jamal Murray, to be honest. Ooh, Ooh I kind of like that. I'd sign off on Murray. I mean, Murray and Tatum would be an awesome uh, duo in Boston. Dylan? And I love all Ben Simmons slander, so um, let's move on to the fourth pick. So Jamal, Jamal Murray in Boston. Mm. And at number four, we have the Phoenix Suns with their first pick of the top top ten. Now, do you think that there's a chance that they will keep this pick chalk, or do you think they're definitely um, going to switch things up here? You know, Dragon Bender, as I see it, is still, you know, two years away from being two years away. So uh, there's a chance. Yeah, if, if you, like, give him, like, a, a, you know, a high-end coach with the right system and, you know, um, some real player development, um, within two years, I think he could really be two years away from being a starting player in the EuroLeague. Is he really only 23 years old right now? Dang. Yeah, this is only five years ago. He was super young. Um, he looks great coming out of Maccabi Tel Aviv. Um, it was Maccabi Haifa. <sighs> this is the problem with being Jewish. We only have one real great military hero, and it's Judah Maccabee. So both of the top Israeli teams are named Maccabi after him. <laughs> so, oh, I still didn't know that. 
Yeah, Maccabi Tel Aviv and Maccabi Haifa. Yeah, it was Tel Aviv, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Okay. He's still playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv, actually. Huh, look at that. Oh, good for him. Found his way home. So we have off the board Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray. At number four, would we take Malcolm Brogdon, Ben Simmons, Demonta Sabonis, Karis Levert? Oh, I was going to say Booker and Simmons would be like an awesome on-court fit. But given their personal lives, there could be some awkward stuff there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think we have to pass on this one. You don't want to upset Book. You know, he, he's your main guy. Yeah. <laughs> Having your girlfriend's annoying ex on your team. Yeah, it's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> so, all right. So Simmons is off the table for Phoenix. I actually think Sabonis might be a good match in Phoenix. No, but Aiden is like also a center and he's, and he's better ah, than Sabonis. Yeah, true, true. But we don't. You know, if you mess this up and you don't take Dragon Bender, who knows if you're in position to get Aiton? That's I don't true. Think, I don't think we can consider the future and what they've gotten yet. That's what makes yeah. this exercise hard for my brain. Yeah, they, they, they wouldn't get the first overall pick if we choose a decent yeah. player for them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we might actually make Phoenix worse by making a good pick for them. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe we stick with Dragon Bender and then they keep DeAndre Aiden. You know, it's, it's a two-for-one trade. You get Bender, but that gets you Aiton, who's, you know, right now, he was probably their best player in a conference finals game. And so do you do you take that over? I'm still taking someone good, because here's the thing. By my count, there are eight good players. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it was a good draft, that Aiton draft, though. So like, even if you fall, like you can... Well, no, I'm saying there are eight good players in the 2016 draft. Mm. So if we take Demontis Sabonis uh, somewhere over the next... Four picks will go Malcolm Brogdon, Buddy Heald, who not in love with, Karis LeVert, and uh, Pascal Siakam. So you could walk away from this draft with Brogdon and LeVert and have a three-man running squad of Brogdon, LeVert, and Booker. That's uh, You know what? I've, I've got the perfect pick. You take Spicy P because he is like one of the best Knicks players, but he was also a slow starter. So he's not mm. going to win you so many games in his rookie season that you fall too far. Maybe you fall from number one to like number two or three, and then you get Luca. Ooh. Or, you know, hey, if someone else jumps up, maybe they don't draft Aiton because the Kings were super high on Bagley. Uh, I think if the Hawks had won it, they would still try to trade back for Trey. I, Mavs were going to take Luca regardless. So you could fall all the way to four or five and probably still have a shot at Aiton. I think it was like unanimous first overall, though. More, more or less. Like, well, maybe not unanimous, but consensus. Yeah. I, I think all the mocks had him as consensus because it was clear that that's who Phoenix was going to take. Mm. But I still remember there being a lot of talk of like, like even pre-drafting him being like, is Phoenix really going to do this? Yeah. Like, and maybe it's just because I was so high on the Luca train. And, and to be fair, I was, I was also really high on the Bagley train. So I thought Aiton was going to be the worst of the three. Hmm. I feel like I always need to say that whenever I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought this player yeah. was now super good. I was good. right all along, you idiots. Yeah. I, I had Luca first overall, and and also had Marvin Bagley second, so, you know. Yeah. No one is infallible. I did have Trey second, so I had Luca, but I was I was out on Aiden. I thought Aiden was going to be a scrub. and Yeah. So did I for, like, even, like, his rookie season, his second season in the NBA. I was like, man, they really fucked this one up, but yeah. he's really come along. But back on topic, how, how about Spicy P, who's not very good as a rookie, so doesn't win you too many games, and you still get a top pick, and then he develops get um, Booker and 
Spicy P plus maybe you still get Aiden or maybe you get Luca or maybe you get Trey Young or even like Jaron Jackson at five. Yeah. It could be an option. I mean, if, if Spicy P was in Philadelphia right now, I think Philadelphia would be a better team. So, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm down down with picking uh, Spicy. What are the Phoenix? Some four-dimensional chess move there. Mm-hmm. That brings us to Chris Dunn and Minneapolis. Uh, that's definitely going to be a, a rechosen pick. Chris Dunn. Remind me, do they have Towns at this point? Was he the was he the following season? They have Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Okay, all right. Well, as long as they've got, I was going to say because if they don't have Towns yet, and you um, then just keep Chris Dunn because um, he's better than anyone that you're getting. But yeah, of of course they've already got they've already got Towns. Yeah, so that's the easy pick for me. Who are you going with? I, you you got to pick Malcolm Brockton for that one. Oh, true. Wait, is Ben Simmons still on the board? I think Ben Simmons is still on the board. How about how about how about Ben Simmons at five? You've got Cat who can space the floor, so that that gives you one of those rare big men who can shoot. Um, ben Simmons is a good defender to make up for Carl Towns being a mediocre defender. He he can push the ball in transition with D'Angelo Russell at his side. They do but I mean, love playing video games together, Cat and Simmons. I think that's a lock. Yeah, but if they had the rookie of the year, then they might not have traded Zach Levine. And then they wouldn't have they wouldn't have all this drama with Jimmy Butler around. Or maybe they have Ben Simmons who actually tries on defense, and that convinces Jimmy Butler <laughs> to stay. And but, they're in the conference finals right now. Malcolm Brockton is a good defender as well. I, I'm with I'm with Dylan on this one. Ben Simmons is the pick. But can can you really not pick the rookie of the year in in the top five? <laughs> it was a weird rookie of the year race. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Simmons was injured for the entire season. Yeah. Brandon Ingram wasn't good. Neither was Jalen. Everyone in this class was kind of a late bloomer. Mm, big um, big glow-up class. I'm still in love with Malcolm Brockton. So that, that's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not who will go down as the official pick, but let it be noted for the record that Nick would have Malcolm Brockton second through five at the moment. <laughs> I guess we're up to second through. Yeah, yeah two through five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Should we do the Pelicans' sixth overall pick? Yeah. Now, this is the pick that they would eventually trade for DeMarcus Cousins. Mm-hmm. So it probably doesn't matter too much. If you, if you pick someone... No, yeah, they, they still probably end up in Sacramento. It's a bonus, maybe. So there was the great moment of Vivek talking about how much he wants a shooter. Yeah. Well, he thought Buddy Hield was the next Steph Curry, so you've got to um, factor that into the value that you have to... If you... You want to get this guy still in Sacramento. You need to choose a guy who Vivek would value as much as a guy who could be the next Steph Curry. But that's also saying that you want to trade for DeMarcus Cousins. The 2016 in Pelicans had 23-year-old Anthony Davis and 24-year-old Drew Holiday. If they take a Karis LeVert, can those three? I mean, I feel like that, that three-man player or Malcolm Brogdon or DeMontis Sabonis, either of those three... I feel like is a better outcome than trading for Demarcus Cousins. Mm. Mm. Remind me who who did who did the Lakers take? Are they still trading that guy for Davis? Lakers took Brandon Ingram. Yes. All right. Yeah. So yeah. So he's still gone. Well, I mean, that's you got four years to try to try to convince him to stay. And I know uh, Cousins didn't work out. So if I can hindsight this, I'm not making that Cousins deal. Mm. I just think that there's no one in this um, draft that can elevate you to the levels davis wanted to get to that quickly so i think he's he's gone so then who's the better 
Then you also get the case if you choose someone that's too good after you lose Anthony Davis, then you don't also get Zion. I mean, imagine if Giroud Holiday's sidekick was actually as awesome as Malcolm Brockton. I mean, I'm going with Nico on this one. I think I think Malcolm Brockton is the pick here. I think if you choose Brogdon, though, he's not sexy enough to trade for Cousins, which then doesn't tank your value low enough to get Zion. So if you choose Malcolm Brogdon, um, then you have a core of Malcolm Brogdon, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Najee Marshall. Yeah, but I think, it, I think as soon as you start changing anything that happened, who knows? Like, if... If Boston doesn't get Brown, is Boston then not as good? And then maybe Boston's slightly lower and Boston makes another. I'm just saying whatever choices you make here and whatever choices are made before you here, the future's not certain. So I would say I take the best player that I can and let the chips lie where they may because I'm not guaranteed Zion and the rest of the future going the way it does. I think Zion is so good that you just keep Buddy healed. You keep the DeMarcus Cousins trade and the pretty decent chance that you get Zion as opposed to being like an incredibly mediocre but still kind of good team with Malcolm Brogdon and Brandon Ingram. Oh, so the way I see it, if you pick uh, Malcolm Brogdon, then you still have Anthony Davis. That, that's, Who's that's also my... really good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's my, I'm, I'm picking Malcolm Brogdon. I, 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 I'm with Malcolm Brogdon. So right, that's I'm number... outvoted. So that's number six. Uh, Denver <laughs> at number seven now is actually going to be the first team that's like sad because they lost Jamal Murray. He got picked earlier. And now they get a worse player too. Yeah. They probably just take Levert. Maybe some DeJounte Murray potential if you want to get, you know, maybe a guy that can stop a point of attack. Did we um, pick Sabonis to help out, help out Jokic? We've not picked Sabonis yet. I'm trying to go back and see if they already had Jokic on the roster. I know he wasn't what we think of him now as, but okay, Jokic had already been drafted. Uh, so they already had Jokic and Nurkic. Yeah, so they couldn't pick Sabonis. So then, yeah, probably Levert. Or DeJounte Murray, maybe. Mm. The other Murray. Yeah, you get DeJounte Murray. He can actually stop a guy at the point of attack so Jokic isn't getting killed every time in, um, in his, his um, rim protection. What if we did a curveball and put Buddy Heald here? I mean, that's certainly a curveball because you're like just choosing a much worse player. Well, I'm choosing a flamethrower, someone that can just put up shots. Yeah, I guess you already got Gary Harris, who's like a, a good defender. Maybe you do just want to, you do just want to score He's got the best three-point percentage of anybody left in the draft, um, aside from Jakob Pertl. I'm down with the I'm down with the Buddy Hill pick here. He's also a bit older, so maybe that would work better than with the Jogic. Okay. Maybe you want to go a little bit deeper in the draft and um bring up a guy with real star potential like Alex Caruso. Caruso was in this draft. I, f- I found the I found the best player. It's it's Steady Freddy. Fred Van Vliet went undrafted oh. in this draft. Oh <laughs> shit! Damn. There's, there's your pick. Yeah. Well, wait, sure. do we have to go back and redo some things? <laughs> I feel like I should be writing these things down. Okay, Fred Van Vliet goes to Denver. Yeah. Fred Van Vliet out of Wichita State. Okay. That's 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 a good fit. He's he's pretty much fairly close to Jamal Murray on offense and a better defensive player. That's a good fit. Yeah, yeah, I'm sold. So then at number eight, Phoenix has another pick. Uh, it was listed as Sacramento, but the pick was traded for Bogdanovich. Scal Labissier, Georgios Papayanis, and a future pick, which became uh, Xavier Tillman. So Phoenix, in this scenario, has already drafted Jamal Murray? No. Who did they get? I wouldn't have agreed to that. Nate, you're not writing this stuff down? I really should be. <laughs> no, they took Spicy P. Oh, yeah, yeah, Spicy, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
All right, so they've got their, their two and their four of the future set. Oh, man, that's a shame. I was really thinking they got one of the guards, and then we could just slide in uh, Sabonis. Now it really feels like Levert's turn, right? We're, not, we're now making them way, way too good. They're going to be way below Luca level. Unless we can find somewhere in this draft another slow burner that's going to be not very good in the near future, but then um, quite a bit better. I mean, that that could be DeJounte Murray. Yeah. So, yeah. like, early season. Misery's not a floor raiser. Yeah. You know, like, DeJounte Murray, the opposing team's point guard, doesn't really win you a lot of regular season games. The only trouble there is that then, like, you can't get Chris Paul. I mean, then... you still could. The whole world's different if you're doing a redraft, though. <laughs> I, I think it's taking DeJounte Murray. Yeah. All right, let's 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 draft for um, upside and fit and put Murray with Devin Booker. Um, Spicy P. Potentially Luca. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's just do two more picks. Yep. Round out the top 10. Uh, we got Toronto at nine and Milwaukee at 10. Sabonis and. Yeah, um... Sabonis to Toronto. Mm. He's the best player available. Toronto don't really have a lot going. We got rid of Siakam, so there's no. So they need to replace a, a front court guy. Yeah, their team at that point is Lowry and DeRozan and Ibaka. So I like it. You can slot at him in there. Mm, yeah, they definitely have to blow it up if, if this is your pick. But, you know, he's the best player available and they have to blow it up eventually. So, I mean, they drafted Jakob Podol, so Who they then traded with DeRozan. So maybe Sabonis is now on the Spurs. Yeah, which, man, I feel like Pop would get so much out of Sabonis. Yeah. All right. So I love this. Um, I love that pick for both those reasons. They get the best player and we get Sabonis on the Spurs. And you're, I love your dedication to keeping the timeline sort of intact <laughs> yeah and that just leaves us with milwaukee whom drafted thon makur <laughs> it's scarce the word right yeah maybe they get their shot creator that they kind of need yeah it's between him and malik beastly yeah yeah they did already have middleton and Giannis. they're not going to get brogdon in a later pick but right they let him walk for nothing anyway yeah yeah oh uh, they got a future pick for him milwaukee don't deserve him Maybe they can um get their third wheel early and just draft Bryn Forbes instead of um signing him in free agency. Mm. Yeah, that might work. Maybe you get another a three and D guy and you get um Dorian Finney Smith. Maybe you want some more defense instead of more offense. I, I'd say we just go with Levert because they need some ball handling. They need someone to distribute the ball. Yeah, that's still probably the best pick. Could also go with Patrick McCall and ruin his three championships. How are you gonna do that to Patty McCall? <laughs> Three, maybe you could still be a three-time champion. That would be good for Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I mean, if the if the purpose of this whole exercise is just maximizing Patrick McCaw's championships, you know, Milwaukee are probably the favorites this year. So if not too much has changed, uh, maybe he can get a fourth championship ring. But he loses out the first three. Yeah, but I thought time, you were keeping the sacred timeline yeah, attack. Come yeah, on, Dylan. Yeah. Time, time moves backwards now. <laughs> He, uh, he washes out in Milwaukee, goes and gets his other championships, and then comes back. All right. I, my vote's Levert. I have an honorable mention, and that, that is, that is Shao, Shao Qi. So maybe Milwaukee wants to build on their Chinese markets. So they, they pick Shao Qi to, uh, you know. Expand their uh, global horizons. Yeah. And <laughs> no, it's just COVID Levert. It's okay. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, and looking back, the 2016 draft was surprisingly deep. And we've, yeah. especially when you tossed Van Vliet in there, who was undrafted, but in the draft, 
That's 10 really solid players. Five of them have been all-stars. Simmons, Pascal, Ingram, Brown, and Sabonis. Yeah. It's not bad. Drift class. All right, with, with all of our history re- rewriting, what, what's the biggest changes to the, to the NBA timeline? In, in in terms of when we do um, this draft, yeah, do we do uh, um do we have a juggernaut of Minnesota with Jimmy Butler, Carl Towns, and Ben Simmons? I mean, I think we dramatically have improved the Wolves. I, I think they actually keep a young core together and develop because this probably means you also don't trade away Levine. So then you have Levine, Simmons, Wiggins, and Cat. Three of whom I'm not the biggest fan of. I guess none of the four I'm super huge on, but they are all four. Goodish players that you could maybe move for. Yeah, move for something. Someone, someone uh, better. I, I think Philly. Um, I think Philly probably has a ring at this point. Uh, maybe not with some of the injuries that have happened. I'm just trying to think who got hurt which years. But if you have, yeah, do you think? Do you think Jalen Brown can stop Kawhi's three bounce shot? You know what, Kawhi Ben Simmons did a kind of a decent job on Kawhi that year. They probably yeah. lose even worse. I don't know because you also have less clunky offense. Yeah, I guess um, you get some more scoring. It's not just a grind it out who can create the best shot, Kawhi or Embiid. Wasn't wasn't like Philadelphia negative like a hundred points uh in the like thirty minutes Embiid was off the court yeah. or something outrageous. Yeah. So you know, if you've got Brown with some potential of holding down the offense, I, I think Philly yeah. has a ring. Um I don't or, know if the or, or Raptors, at the very least they get one this year. Yeah. I don't know if the yeah. Raptors would be bad enough to try to blow things up. I think if Sabonis is developing, there's a good chance that maybe they say, hey. Oh, no, they, they definitely blow it up. LeBron embarrasses DeRozan again. They that That's over. At the very least, they still pull that trade. I guess the Raptors are, are now a much worse team because they still probably trade Sabonis with DeRozan. Yeah, as opposed to having Pascal. Maybe Markel Fultz will, would still be in the 76ers. Yeah. And maybe Markel Fultz wouldn't have the jibs after, you know, having to spend time with Ben Simmons. I think the Lakers probably still carry on their pathway um, of, and either get LeBron or... Well, I, I think they still get LeBron. I'm not sure if they're still able to get Davis. But I don't think that would be the biggest problem because I think LeBron would get a second star. Yeah, I think they still get Davis and now New Orleans is worse. Well, they're better, so therefore they're worse because they mm-hmm. they can't be bad enough to get Zion. They had a middling level of competency of like making yeah. the first round consistently, as opposed to being the tenth or whatever. Yeah, they end up with um like being another like as good as like Sacramento. Who did they get? Uh, Sacramento traded out and got Bogdanovich. Yeah, but so that's like their their team. Really rough um timeline for New Orleans. You trade Anthony Davis and you end up with a core of Malcolm Brogdon and. I guess you still get like all the Lakers young guys, so you're probably better that way. Yeah, you know, it's whenever you do a redraft, any team that got a pick, um, got a good player with a later pick, really gets screwed because like, yeah, Toronto yeah. instead of getting Pascal with 27 is probably yeah. going to get Jake Lehman. He's yeah. just 27th in win shares. So do you, do you, do you have the whole draft sorted by win shares? I do. Who who do the um who do the Clippers get instead of um Zubats? Where did they pick Zubats at? Actually, wait, the Lakers got Zubats. Yeah, and then you gave them to us for free. God, I hate Magic Johnson as a general manager. Yeah, so Magic still pulls that trade, but who is he giving us? Um, So instead of giving up Zubats uh, with the 32nd pick, you get Gershon Yabuselli. Okay, so that <laughs> that sucks. Hey, you were one pick away from getting Dragon Bender. Really? Okay, so it's it's a pretty high upside draft, but once you... I guess there's no draft where the 32nd best player is good. Yeah, yeah, if you're ranking all of the players. 
and yeah. you've got a good 30 second best player yeah like if you can be good to 15 you're loaded yep. yep so so in this timeline the the clippers are worse as well yeah yeah only marginally but or maybe in the in this timeline because we don't have zubats tyloo just goes small and switches the whole time and we're actually better and it's us that's playing the sixes in the finals and so this is why we're going to get loki and the tva time variance authority to go make these picks and uh change things around see how the whole world shifts i have no idea what that means but let's do it <laughs> you're not uh you're not up to date on the latest uh marvel cinematic universe uh tv show no it's actually a great show oh, I, I did have a colleague um complain to me about it how like the time travel laws are like um bad like the the law of the time travel is bad and that like the way he explained it to me is like time is like linear but with like these branches that can go off but then there are like people who are like traveling in time but they exist somehow outside of time while also moving forward in a linear fashion through time yeah that's what we did with this draft (laughs) (laughs) i actually feel like that's what your your role in this was because you're like okay that's that's a good point i did exist outside of time (laughs) let's try to get these changes to still result in the same place yeah Nope, Phoenix can't pick too good because then they don't get Aiden and Paul. <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap. Feels good to have been a Time Lord for a moment. We are the sacred timekeepers, us three. Yeah, we'll have to rename our um, podcast to the Robert Williams podcast. Ooh, this has been another great week of the Hoops Temple podcast. Thank you for listening. Like and follow us. Uh, and tweet at Kevin Durant to come join us because I just didn't quite know what to do for this podcast. So I tweeted Kevin Durant to join us and he did not respond. So if you guys can make that happen, please tweet at Kevin Durant. 